0: Wait, are you still doing intermittent fasting? Uh, sometimes. (laughs) Does that... Wait, are you intermittently intermittent fasting? Yeah,
1: Yeah, I guess so. That's ridiculous.
0: Is this podcast keeping you from eating dinner because you're intermittent fasting?
1: No, I... If I'm doing intermittent fasting, I shouldn't eat dinner because I had breakfast. If you have breakfast and lunch, you shouldn't eat dinner. But I'm also hungry and kind of fat, so... I want to eat.
0: This is the dietary plan of a madman.
1: (laughs) What? What do you mean?
0: If you eat breakfast and lunch, you shouldn't eat dinner?
1: Yeah. Well, the way it works is you get, they recommend you start with 12 hours, but I started straight out of the gate with eight. The goal is to get to, you choose any eight hour window. The goal is
0: to get to zero meals, right? (laughs) The goal is to get to the fact that you just don't eat at all.
1: The goal is to get that you have any eight hours in the day to eat. So you can eat as much as you want and you can eat anything you want for eight hours in the day. So generally, do they
0: wait, can I just ask, do they have to be consecutive? Yes. Oh, well, then that takes all the fun out of it, doesn't it? I know it does. (laughs) I would choose 9am to 12pm, 2pm to 4pm, and then 11pm to 3am.
1: Okay, great. Can I do that? Yes, you could. (laughs) Is that my intermittent? In fact, it only takes me an hour to eat, so I could eat eight meals. throughout the day
0: also if someone wants to add that up i don't even know if that adds up to eight hours i have no idea i just named three random times
1: but generally i eat breakfast at like seven in the morning and then like seven eight nine ten eleven twelve one two three three so three o'clock would be the last time i could eat
0: if you listen to the last episode and you're the people who wrote the comic from the reading assignment just realize that the people having a conversation about intermittent fasting on a podcast are the people who also gave you constructive criticism. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. I think it's what the lesson is here. (laughs) Oh, yeah, everybody. Welcome to the Media Lunch Break, bringing you all of your comic geek and movie news all in the time it takes to eat a good sandwich and finish a bottle of whiskey. Did I do that last time? I can't remember. My name is Chris Trebow. Alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Dunn. Say hello, Andrew.
1: I don't think you finished the bottle of whiskey last time.
0: No, I didn't finish the bottle. I couldn't remember if I said and finished the bottle. I couldn't remember what I said. Oh, I see. I can't remember what I just said right now. Uh, I don't know what's going on. Um, so we, the Marvel uh, train is still trucking along. Train trucking? I don't think you can do that with the English language. Uh, It's still going on. Believe it or not, even though Endgame happened, they're still going to make movies. So we're going to be covering, we've already covered a a few things uh, with Black Widow and and, um, a few things that you you haven't heard out there. Um, But we're going to be covering a few things coming up in the Marvel Universe uh, as they happen. So today we're going to be talking about Eternals right and what we can what we think we can expect from it some background on the Eternals and who they are and what the hell's going on because I'll be honest with you I don't know what's going on <laughs> do you Andrew
1: Uh, yeah a little bit excellent
0: because I mean- you can educate the people out there of who the Eternals are is it the Eternals or is it just Eternals
1: it's the Eternals I'm pretty sure this was the movie they said that Vin Diesel was gonna be in too a while ago right <laughs> yes I think he was supposed to be in this
0: yes he was supposed to be in this for a while as his character from pitch black
1: oh great I thought you were gonna say as Groot <laughs> Which one would be better? Who can tell? The Eternals is the second film in Marvel's Phase 4. It's after Black Widow. It's before Shang-Chi. It's scheduled to premiere November 6th, 2020. It's uh, The Eternals are an interesting group of people. Concept Art was actually just recently released of the Celestials, who are the group of people... We've seen them in the MCU before. So, like, uh, I believe Ego the Living Planet is a Celestial. He also is... I think in that movie, you also see nowhere which is the decapitated head of a celestial yes and even before that you see them in the first guardians of the galaxy movie yes when the collector played by benicio Benicio del toro Toro. is explaining "Jinx,
0: you owe me a blowjob
1: what 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 just happened oh you said jinx i get it yep you were going to get that anyway. So we've seen Celestials. Celestials are not a new concept in the MCU. They've been hinted at for a long time, so it makes sense that this is the direction that Marvel's going, in the same way that they dropped clues about Thanos as early as the first Thor movie, when we saw the Infinity Gauntlet for the first time. Did you know about that? Did you know we saw the Infinity Gauntlet in Thor? Yeah, they passed by it in like a
0: trophy room of some kind, but it's the wrong hand.
1: Yes, and so it turns out it's fake. Yes. But it's still a nice little nod actually speak um speaking i
0: will say i've saw I, i've seen go ahead you go ahead you're fine. Well, what you, what, what you fine what filler were you going to add no that's fine no 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 it's fine it's fine i mean there are two people on this podcast uh but i i guess i guess you know you have the right to talk more than i do i guess that's fine that's fine go ahead no what were you
1: gonna say well i am the host wow <laughs> wow you're the host you're the host. I mean, I'm at least one of them,
0: yes. You're one of the hosts. Yes, you're right. Yeah. No, but you're right. I guess you have the right to talk over me. That's fine. That's uh, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Go ahead. And, Go ahead. Now, whatever you I,
1: want to say. I am. Here's the thing, Chris. And furthermore. Chris, here's the thing, Chris. I'm the host right now. And until your wife gets back, I'll continue to be the only host on this show. You <laughs> son of a bitch. She's here. Do you want to talk no. to her? Do you want to say hi? No. I don't want to have to edit this again.
0: Listen. That's fine. That's, no, that's fine. No, that's fine. You are the host. That's fine. I get it. I see where. I see how it is. Great. What so if the? I, you know what? Actually, on, I think please? this is a good direction for the podcast to, to, for us to take. What if we just took it in the direction that every every episode we get on the mic and and it starts off like we're going to talk about comic geek movie news and all that bullshit, and then we just end up in a fight like a, a marital like a relationship. Spat? Yeah. Yeah. Just a a, a a just a petty petty fight. Ever, for like 45 minutes straight of us just fighting like a
1: bitter old couple. Yeah, just 45 minutes of one of us saying, I'm not mad. <laughs> 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 I think that would be... Uh,
0: I think we'd finally get that 10th Patreon follower. Oh, yeah. That we've been fine.
1: for. I thought you were going to say if every episode could be like, I'm the host... And then we have a special guest. And we imply that the guest could change at any minute, but it's always just you.
0: It's just me every single time. I think that would be good. I
1: I would feel better about that. If it, it would feel like I'm special. And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a special treat for you. Coming all the way from Queens, New York, we've got Chris Treble on the mic. That's, uh, you know, it's great to be here, Andrew. Thank you so much for having
0: me. It's a real honor. I've been a long time follower of this podcast. So thanks for having me. <laughs>
1: Do you know what you get when you mix a city that doesn't care about something, something, Joker, something, something? I don't know what. Evidently, your director gets a fucking Oscar nomination.
0: Let's not get back into that. You know what? I did see some... I don't know if you saw this concept art online for The Eternals. I saw this concept art. It's pretty sweet. There's a concept art of Kamal Nunjani's abs. Have you seen that?
1: Have you seen I have.
0: That? It's pretty good.
1: Yeah, they're in 3D. It's
0: pretty sweet. Yeah. I will say that's the only thing from this movie that I really know about is how fucking ripped he is now. It's crazy. I can't
1: wait to see that in IMAX.
0: Oh, man. It's nuts. And um, it's... That's a... It's... uh I'll tell you what, because I don't think we talked about this on an actual episode yet. And I actually had it as a news story at one point, and I don't think we got to it. So I'm going to bring it up now. Is that uh, here's the thing that's good on him is that in his post about it, he was like, listen, there's no way I could have achieved this without going to the gym for eight hours straight every single day with the budget of the biggest studio in the world yeah. and being able to be paid to like just do this and not have a
1: job and just do this and chris th- pratt said the same thing after he got cast in guardians yeah, it's
0: the only way that this could have happened which is good on him for saying that because honestly i think and this is a bigger issue and and obviously women have this way more than than men do in the media but i think With the advent of of movies like this, it's also kind of come to fruition for for men a little bit as well of like, there's this now set bar of like, if you're going to be attractive, you have to look like Chris Evans, (laughs) and it's not humanly possible. If to do uh, uh, for an ordinary man to do. And he's going like,
1: no, it's not even possible for Chris Evans. Like he, he keeps saying like, this thing is wrecking me. He's like, I can do it for the
0: movie. And then I immediately stop looking like that. Yeah. So good on Kamail Nunjani being like, listen, just FYI. If you're thinking about looking like this, you can't, it's not humanly possible unless you have the money of Walt Disney backing you up so that you don't have to do anything else in your life. For like three months straight.
1: Even Hemsworth after the first Avengers. They like a couple months later. They wanted to film the post-credit scene. In the shawarma place. And he had lost so much weight. They had to put fake muscles on him.
0: Right, right. Because you can't, it's not. You just can't do it. Right. Most of the time those guys. Like even before the camera rolls. They're just lifting weights. I've heard people say. Like in all action movies. Right before the camera rolls. Those guys are just doing a little weight Like on set. Just to like, because the muscles then are are toned and they're beefed up to what they're uh, as big as they can be.
1: Well, in order to maintain it, like you can't take a break to shoot. Like if you shoot every day for a month, you have to have a gym on set or else you'll start to look less ripped. Exactly. Uh, I know that that was a big thing with, um, I can't remember if it was, I think it might have been Batman versus Superman. That like they both had their own gym on set,
0: yeah, so that they could maintain that body structure, a hundred percent.
1: And like every twenty minutes, they had to stop and take a five to ten minute workout break.
0: I'll tell you what, after seeing that that post on Twitter, I want to see this movie just for that, like just to see. I was like, just to see Kamal and Johnny just in that state. Because that is a guy you never thought you'd see looking like that before.
1: Yeah, right? It'd be like Zach Galifianakis looking like that. Right? It's unbelievable.
0: Actually, I'm going to look it up right now. Just because I can.
1: Be careful. They're going to poke your eyes out. So, the Celestials in the comic books, they created these three groups of life on Earth. They created regular humans, like you and me. They created the Eternals. And they created the Deviants. The first thing they did was regular humans, and then they had this experiment where they made a hundred Eternals who were just sort of like, um, similar to mutants. They have these like mutated genes that give them powers. The thing about Eternals is that they cannot breed, but they can live forever. So there's a hundred of them, and those are the hundred that are here. Deviants have sort of opposing things. Each deviant has a different power. And there are no deviants that share the same power. But deviants can die. And they can breed. So there's way more of them. Deviants, for a long time, millions of years ago, were ruling Earth because they were so powerful. They're very similar to um, mutants in their genetic storyline. In that, like, there's just this one gene that gets activated. And all of a sudden, all these deviants are, like, super powerful and have these powers. But these guys when their gene activated it horribly disfigured them they look like monsters goblins and they were so strong that they just enslaved all of humanity so the celestials they did this the reason the celestials did this just as an experiment to see what would happen and then they fucking left and then they come back to see what's going on there's three different celestials there is let me see i wrote this down i think it's at the end so there is uh gamemnon who is the gatherer And his job is to assemble life from across the universe and put it all in one place. Wait, say the name one more time. Gamemnon? No, that's not the real name. Really? Gamemnon. Gamemnon? Gamemnon? Gamemnon.
0: Yeah. Gamemnon sounds like something you say when you are trying to say something else and have something in your mouth.
1: Like Agamemnon?
0: (laughs) Gamemnon. It's ridiculous.
1: Anyway, go on. Keep going. There's Erishem, the judge, who determines when they come back. Uh, After the experiment is over, they come back and look and uh, uh, Arishem, the judge, determines if the life forms are like worth keeping alive based on the results of the experiment. And then there is Exitar the exterminator, who, uh, you know, if the judge decides that they're not worth keeping around, he uh, he does his job. So they come back and they're like, wait, 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 wait. Okay, let's let's I bet we can figure this out. So they have the Eternals fight the Deviants and they win. And then all is well, the Eternals uh, force them down. So the, the Eternals and the Deviants in the Marvel Universe are... So sort of like how Thor and Loki are the reason behind the mythology of, uh, of Norse religion. In the same way, most of the Eternals and the Deviants are responsible for a lot of Western religions. So they were viewed as gods. Thena is one of them, and she's very clearly like the reason that they think Athena is a god, uh, and there's a bunch of other stuff too. But the Deviants are very clearly like the reason demons exist in, in folklore. And in fact, when the Eternals vanquished them, when they defeated them, they like banished them down deep below the earth, which is why we think about demons being in hell below the earth's crust. That's that idea. That's where they live. Every now and then they come up and the Eternals have to you know, punch him back down under the ground, I guess. So let's see what we got. So interesting point of note. Thanos in the comics is canonically an eternal with a recessive deviant gene.
0: Ooh. Do you think that'll actually come up in the movie?
1: I don't know, because like, that's an easy way to link it in. And there's a few ins. Like, it, it might make more sense to go through Guardians of the Galaxy, because they have in two different movies had direct not contact, I guess. In one movie, they had direct contact with the Celestial. In another movie, they have like direct contact with like a guy telling a story about them. But they could, like there's a potential that, yeah, maybe the death of Thanos is a big deal to the Deviants. I don't know.
0: Well, I guess that brings me to the bigger question is this. Do you think that this movie ties, I don't want to say t- ties directly into the MCU because that's obvious, but do they continue? Do they, does it pick up from where Endgame and the end of Phase Three leaves off, or do you start fresh?
1: I mean, it's gonna have to, right? I think it's got to. I'm
0: not saying like there wouldn't be any acknowledgement to what to what came before, but do you think like a major plot point, the crux of the movie, the starting point of whatever the plot of this movie is going to be, kicking off from events in Endgame, or do we just go kind of fresh with this and go, okay, Endgame ended it. We had our little epilogue with Far From Home and now do we just start fresh with a new phase and do we start going forward into a new storyline?
1: Well, this is closer to the end of the phase, but what's interesting to note about this one is that like the last movie in phase three wasn't Endgame; It was Far From Home, but now that's all up in the air like Spider-Man. Are they and how much of that would really be referenced by the Eternals anyway? It's such a condensed you know, just Spider-Man kind of story. Uh, And then we've got, you know, Black Widow, which takes place like four years ago. Right, exactly. It's a flashback movie.
0: That's why I'm like, I feel like you can have them know about Endgame And know what happened to Thanos. But I think the crux of the movie is going to be just something brand new. Well,
1: okay. So here's what I was going to say, though. Like, if they want to, I think it would be pretty easy to tie directly into Endgame. And I kind of think it has to. Because in a way, this is the next movie after Endgame. So originally introduced in a limited run in the 70s and 80s by Jack Kirby. It was actually his first original run with Marvel after he returned from his falling out. Two major influences for the comics were Childhood's End by Arthur C. Clarke and uh, Chariot of the Gods by Eric Von Daniken. Neil Gaiman rebooted their storyline in 2006 to drag them into the contemporary Marvel universe. And the way he did that, so like the the original way was they were just, you know, it was classic 70s Marvel storyline. They were just like super strong gods who defended the world in the name of justice and life and humanity, and they vanquished evil. So Neil Gaiman took an interesting twist on it. His concept was that they've been here for thousands of years, but they've forgotten. They went into hiding as humans because they didn't like being worshipped as gods. And now they've forgotten who they are. They don't remember their powers. They don't remember where they come from. And I think there might be a way that you could do that with the snap that like, okay, they've come back. Maybe they were gone in the snap as well. They're technically life. So maybe they were all gone and the snap brought them back, but they don't remember who they are. And now the deviants are going to take that opportunity to come back. And it's up to them to remember who they were in order to uh, to stop the deviants. Or there's also been a storyline where I think the Neil Gaiman one is that the Celestials come and they're like, well, the experiment failed, time to end all life on Earth. And it's up to the Eternals to remember who they are, to band together with the Avengers. Uh, and they also, I think they get all of um, Asgard as well to help out because they're all gods as well. And they all band together to stop the celestials from killing all the life on earth
0: mm. i disagree i think <laughs> i think that this all start new. i feel like marvel's gonna want to go let's start fresh we had a great ending with endgame you can't you can't beat it and so let's just go brand new with something we can acknowledge what happened in the past because obviously we want a continuity between all of our movies but at the same time let's make a new plot point i i think you're right as far as like maybe the snap had an effect on them and that's something that is expositional but at the same time i think they're gonna try and keep this as Brand new and as fresh as humanly possible.
1: We actually just got the uh, the official synopsis released from Marvel. Do you want to hear what it is?
0: Uh, I actually have that right here. That's well, look one... at me. I guess I'm a host, too. Well, I am your guest on this podcast.
1: You're not wrong.
0: Here, This is the official synopsis. You ready? Marvel Studios, the Eternals, features an exciting new team of superheroes in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Ancient aliens who have been living on Earth in secret for thousands of years. Following the events of Avengers Endgame, an unexpected tragedy forces them out of the shadows to reunite against mankind's most ancient enemy, the Deviants. So that at least says that, like you said, it could. the events of Endgame and the Snap would definitely have at least some sort of tie-in to this movie. But I I feel like that's going to be the jumping-off point. I don't think that would be the entire crux of the movie.
1: Yeah, I think you could be right. So it says, what is it? An unexpected tragedy forces them out Out of of the the shadows. shadows. So an unexpected tragedy. I wonder what that is. Is, is I wonder if that's the blip. I wonder if that's the snapping.
0: Could be. It could be that. It could be... It could be kind of that. I, I actually wouldn't be surprised if it's the snap and then the return... And some uh, something happens in the return. Someone doesn't return for whatever reason.
1: I was going to say too. They've been messing with timelines a bit with Black Widow taking place before Infinity War. Right. Do you think there's a chance that this could take place between Infinity War and Endgame?
0: That's very interesting. I there's a chance. I feel like they would they wouldn't play that card too many times, especially in the same phase. Yeah. I also think that that card was kind of played a lot as far as the beginning of Endgame of, like, everyone being snapped away and then living in the tragedy of that. And then also with Far From Home, living with the idea of, like—because that's really centered around the idea that, like, what happens after after these people come back and they're now— the same age even though five right, years. right but in-
1: that's about what happens after they come back what i'm talking about is all we saw in endgame about what happens between the snap and between endgame is three words five years later right i see what you're saying what if the avengers have hung their hat up right and they're busy like doing damage control and in fact maybe the celestials are like Oh, this might be... Or the Deviants are like, you know what? Actually, this would be a great chance. Right, right, right. To like, this is our opportunity. Half of life on Earth is all fucked up. Let's go and get them. And the only people who can save them are the Eternals. And it's just something that happened in that five years. You know what? It
0: could be. I feel like with Black Widow also being an in-between movie, they're not going to repeat themselves twice in a row. That's the only reason I don't think that that's the case.
1: I'll be honest with you. I think there's a second reason... That is, I think they would have said that already. Like they've already said, they said that about Black Widow forever ago.
0: Right. That being said, that isn't. You're right. That five year era. That's an era of time I would be interested to to play around in in the future. Yeah. When I least expect it.
1: Do you want to go into the cast and the characters they're playing and what they're like in the comics? Let's do that real quick, and then we'll and then we'll wrap it up. Just because I know this is getting a little long. Not yet. We're at thirty minutes.
0: We are. Oh. Yep. Okay. Well, it feels like an eternity. <laughs> so richard madden that wasn't a pun
1: i it really just feels oh you're fired i'm getting a new cast yep thank you (laughs) stay tuned for next week when the special guest co-host is me yeah instead of chris treble it's trebe chrysal so richard madden is playing icarus who is the leader of the eternals we know richard madden from game of thrones and rocket man although i have seen neither of those things
0: oh i know who this guy is he's great he's fantastic
1: Rob Stark. Yeah. Depending on which version of the comics you read, Icarus, I believe, has a. Oh, this is funny. Actually, I was going to say I believe he has a love interest in Cersei, which is a different character than the one in Game of Thrones, which he was also in.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I mean, he was in Game of Thrones. I don't mean he was in the character in Game. Of- Never mind. He also is generally like the, the main character. Like I think in the Neil Gaiman one, he's the one you really follow to who doesn't remember who he is or what he's doing and he has all sorts of crazy powers like he can just turn some things into other things (laughs) it's one of his powers he's he's a little bit like um dr manhattan in a way but like way less powerful and not omnipotent right he can fly uh he can sort of shoot lasers i think he's got super strength and he can just like turn things into other things Uh, We've also got uh, Gemma Chan, who's playing Cersei. Um, She actually becomes an Avenger in the comics, and she's an Avenger for a really long time. Uh, She's obsessed with Captain America. She's, like, super into him, and he doesn't have reciprocal feelings, but he recognizes that she's, like, a great team member and, like, adds her to the Avengers, and she spends, like, the whole time. uh, You know, it was that era of comics where it was like, well, if we're gonna have a girl in the group, she's gotta be trying to get in bed with one of the dudes. So that's what they did. Hells yeah. She has previously been seen in Crazy Rich Asians and Mary Queen of Scots. Mm. And now we have a newcomer to theater and film. She's a lesser known actor. She's up and coming. Uh, Her name is Angelina Jolie. Mm, A
0: French actress, I believe.
1: Just based on the last name. No, I don't think so. In fact, I think I read somewhere that she's John Voight's daughter. Well, that's just
0: craziness. She might be British, depending on what project she's plugging. Yep.
1: (laughs) And uh, it's going to be super rude. I was going to say, depending on which child she's trying to adopt. uh, She's playing the... (laughs) Oh, bravo, sir. (laughs) I'm not proud of that. I'm not happy about that. For the rest of the episode. For the rest of the episode, it's going to keep going. Are you masturbating? Yes, I am.
0: In celebration.
1: <laughs> anyway, she's playing Thena, who has sort of, in the comics, she's like a, maybe not a spy, maybe that's the wrong word, but she's she's worked alongside the Deviants before. Uh, she's converted to both. She's sort of like a, she walks that line between good guy, bad guy a lot and just sort of does what she wants. She's a bi-turnal? Uh, no, I think she's only interested in dudes. Get it? She's bi-turnal. Oh, I get it. And then, uh, and then, yeah, we've got... Uh, <laughs> that was
0: the proper thing to do, by the way. That was the proper thing to do with that joke, because it was bad. But I like that you just gave it its due, and then you just moved on quietly.
1: That's how I roll. Yep. We've got Kamel Nanjiani. Am I saying his name right? I believe it's Kamel Nanjiani. Yay, I did it. Uh, and he is playing K- Kingo? Kingo? I don't know how to pronounce it. Kingo? Is it Kingo? I'm going to say it's Kingo. I think it's Kinko's. And he sets up camp in Japan like thousands of years ago, and he almost never uses his powers in the comic because he becomes a samurai, and he loves the way of the samurai. He's like all about being a samurai, even though that's technically cultural appropriation because he's not Japanese. He eventually finds a katana that can cut through any material, and he just sticks to that as his main weapon. Sometimes he uses his powers, but it's super, super rare. I would actually be super interested to see if because it's Kamal Nanjiani if they do the same thing but he set up camp in the middle east or something
0: no i think it'll still be japan you think so i think it'd be sweet to see him in some nice samurai thing i think that would be awesome all right
1: sounds good to me or what if they make it a spiritual sequel to stuber and so he's a cab driver in new york <laughs> what if it just was his character
0: from stuber and it and you just found out like he was just in laying low the whole time
1: that'd be great and he has previously, Nanjiani has been previously seen in The Big Sick. Oh, very it's so good. Have you seen claimed. it? No, I have not. It's fantastic. I'm sure it is. It's a shame that he was in Stuber and Men in Black. Here's my favorite addition to the cast. Lauren Ridloff. Do you know who that is? No. So this is a bold move by them, and I fucking love it. Because
0: they casted a woman. I get I it. I
1: mean, kind of. So Lauren, Lauren Ridloff is playing Makari. This character was previously a man, mechanical expert, and a speedster, also. Fun fact, also, there's a a comic where all the speedsters in the Marvel Universe race each other, and they're all moving so fast that they open up this, like, insane time vortex thing and this dude comes out who's a lot older than everyone else and he beats everyone else he's already running and he's faster than every other speedster in the marvel universe and they go up to him and they're like who are you he's this uh, sort of older dude he's like middle aged he has long blonde hair and a beard and he says i i don't remember i don't know who i am i vaguely remember my name sounding something like buried alien and they're like buried alien. That's a weird name. And evidently it's a it came out right after Barry Allen died in the DC comics. And it was Marvel's way of like not licensing the character, but introducing him into the Marvel universe.
0: That's insane. Isn't that awesome? There's a similar story to that, to go off on a slight tangent. Uh, the Marvel zombies, right? There's artwork out there of this. That they the in the first issue of Marvel Zombies, they talk about where this play came from and that that Mr. Fantastic opened up this dimensional portal to something else. And that being came through from another dimension and they have what he looks like. Right. And he's blonde haired, but he has a, a kind of a certain type of looking costume on with like a cape and everything like that. And they have removed his shirt. There's a big gaping hole in the shirt where you can see his chest, but the, the, hole in his shirt is diamond shaped uh uh almost like a tri- like a uh not a four sided diamond like a, the diamond on a ring
1: right uh, and right. his hair
0: was originally supposed to be black and the implication was that it was superman a, a zombie version right. of superman that came through and caused the Marvel Universe to to have Marvel yeah. Zombies, but they couldn't do it. Right. But if you look, the artwork is still out there, and they just changed his hair to blonde <laughs> and changed the color of his costume. But the but the uniform still has like that gaping hole of a diamond shaped where the emblem would be to get over to get around the the copyright version. What
1: Marvel it. should have done is just put glasses on him, and then no one would be able to tell it was him. Exactly. Fair point. So Lauren Ridloff, she plays Connie on The Walking Dead. And she is the most prominent deaf actor in Hollywood. The character is not deaf in the comics or a woman. And when asked on the Comic-Con stage what it was like to be cast as the first deaf superhero in the MCU, she said, quote, I have a son, and he asked me after he read Greek mythology, what does honor mean? This. This is what honor means. I'm so honored to be here. And she said that in ASL with a translator. That's incredible. That's awesome. Isn't that amazing? I
0: did not know that she was actually deaf.
1: Yeah, and she plays a deaf character in The Walking Dead also.
0: Sorry, I'm also looking up the issue with buried and <laughs> I, I, I was looking it up right now. It's fascinating. I was
1: like, are you really not interested in this at all? I think this is the coolest part of this. No, I am.
0: I am. I was looking up that issue. Sorry. But that I, the, fact, the fact that she's actually deaf and that they are bringing her on to play characters that are not written as death and adapting that around her. That's that's amazing. That's fantastic. And more of that, less of everything else.
1: So we've also got Brian Tyree Henry as Fastos. This character is traditionally a weapons maker for the rest of the Eternals. He makes like all their armor and stuff. Do you know that actor, Brian Tyree Henry?
0: Uh, Let me see. I'm on his IMDB page, right?
1: No. Well, yeah, you will know. You're going to know after you read it, but I was wondering if you knew him by name.
0: Ah, oh, this guy. No, I don't know him by name. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> he has a, a long list of nerd street cred to his list. He was Miles' dad in Into the Spider Verse. He is the Arkham clerk in Joker. He is going to be in Godzilla vs. Kong, and he is also the paperboy in Atlanta.
0: Yeah. Selma Hayek is playing a character named Ajak.
1: Right. That's what I was just going to get to. So Selma Hayek is Ajak. This is a character who, her powers are kind of obscure, but she was stationed in Siberia. I think, oh, no, no. I was going to say, I think this is the character people thought Angelina Jolie was going to play, but actually Cersei, everyone assumed Angelina Jolie was going to be her and not Thena. And it was a huge surprise when it turned out she was playing Thena. Ajak, I'm not super familiar with. I don't really know what her thing is or what she does. All right. Finishing strong. That's good. That's real good. A four foot 11 eternal. And the last one actually is uh, not a newcomer, I guess. She's actually got some pretty decent roles under her belt, but she's very young. I think she's like 12 or 13 years old. Leah McHugh is playing Sprite, who's a trickster who is doomed to look like a child forever. And McHugh has... A list of horror thing like all of her stuff is horror. I haven't heard of any of it, but everything I clicked on that I was like, oh maybe I've heard of that. It's all horror stuff. The Lodge, Into the Dark, and Totem, which I think is the only one I've heard of.
0: Interesting. I mean it's I'm I always enjoy like a young kid actor that can play older.
1: Yeah, me too. I mean, the Umbrella Academy, that was like the best part of that for me was... uh, Right, exactly. That's the
0: type of thing I'm thinking of. What is his
1: name? Gallagher? Something Gallagher? Right, 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 right. I don't remember his name. Cool. No way of knowing. Interesting.
0: So that's the rundown on the internals right there.
1: That's some of it. And then we've also got uh, the director is Chloe Zhao. Chloe Zhao hasn't done a whole lot of stuff. She's like a super newcomer, but she recently did an independent film called The Writer, and it's winning, like, every independent film award ever. People fucking love it. So, hopefully she's good. Uh, she's done a lot of short films. Uh, Songs My Brothers Taught Me, as well, was one that was very, very critically acclaimed, well-received. And, uh, yeah, so she's, she's a good choice, I think. It's going to be really interesting to see what she does... With this,
0: I'm seeing who the writers are. If the
1: Furpo cousins. So we have Matthew and Ryan Furpo, and they haven't done a whole lot. They did a child's play short, Zombie High School. I, you know, I, I don't know what this is. <laughs> yeah, Ruin is a movie. Ruin is a movie that's about to come out that's written by them that is supposed to be very, very, very good. So we'll see. It's got Margot Robbie in it.
0: Yeah, you're right. They haven't done a whole. A lot.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of shorts. Yeah, even not in the summer. Like, you'd really want, uh, you'd really only want to wear shorts in the summer.
0: Wow. That was. And we're
1: going to go out on that joke.
0: (laughs) I was just going to say, that was so bad. I'm going to have to end the episode right there. That's going to be. That's going to have to be how we go out.
1: Sounds good
0: to me. Yeah. When does this movie come out? Who knows?
1: Uh, It's actually scheduled for November 6th.
0: (laughs) So. That's going to be our rundown on the Eternals, right there. That's going to be it.
1: It felt like it's gone on for an eternity. Oh,
0: God. They just get worse. Let's get out of here before this gets any worse. Uh, Hey,
1: Andrew. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Andrew. Let's get out of here before it E-turns into something worse.
0: Andrew, where can they find us? Well, they can find Jesus. us at iTunes,
1: Spotify, Google Play Music, SoundCloud.com slash The Media Lunch Break. You can also find us on Twitter where our, our handle is at Media Lunch Break. Give us a comment, a post on Facebook because that's the one that Chris runs and I want you to motivate him to work on that more. We've also got an Instagram account where we're The Media Lunch Break separated by underscores. Find us on YouTube.com slash The Media Lunch Break. Go to Patreon.com slash The Media Lunch Break. Give us money. That's not a question. I'm fucking telling you. Jesus. We
0: know where you live, so we're coming to your house if you don't.
1: To very politely ask for money. Yeah,
0: no, what did you think I meant?
1: You can also send us an email at lunchbreak at gmail.com. You can find us on our website, which is www.themedialunchbreak.com. And thank you, Julie, for being Thanks, our first Julie. patron. And you're still going strong. You're the best. And uh, <laughs> we love you very much.
0: All right, that's it. Uh, who knows Uh, what we'll talk about next time. It's going to be a mystery to you. It's a mystery to us. Isn't that fun for everybody? It's fun for you. It sucks for us. Or it's fun for us. Who knows? Whatever. Anyway, goodbye, everyone.
1: Etern, all I want is for this episode to be over.
0: I hate you with every ounce of my being.
1: Yep, me too.
0: Well, as long as we're agreed.